Ever wonder who's the worst serial killer? How about the creepiest cult? Well, so do Ash and Elena, the hosts of the hit Spotify original from Parcast, Crime Countdown. Every Monday, they're discussing 10 unsettling true crime stories centered around a common theme. It's dark, it's funny, and I think you'll really get a kick out of it. Here's a sneak peek. It's an episode of Crime Countdown on the greatest art heists of all time. If you enjoy it and want to hear more, be sure to follow Crime Countdown free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If crimes were high school cliques, art heists would be the impossibly cool rich kids. They're objectively terrible, but we can't help but glamorize them for some weird reason, and we want to know everything about them. It might be because, unlike so many other crimes, there isn't a gross-out factor to an art heist, and usually no one gets hurt. The victims are broad and amorphous, museum boards composed of millionaires and people who care about paintings, which is sadly less than you think. They're basically stealing culture, and so you imagine art thieves are cultured too. Like in Ocean's 8, they rob the Met, but they're impeccably dressed. Exactly. And when you consider how hard it is to sell art on the black market, it kind of seems like they're just doing it for attention. Art heists are big news. Of course they are. Everyone loves a good art heist story. And today, we've got 10 of them. We're counting down the 10 greatest art heists. Hey all you weirdos, welcome to the podcast original, Crime Countdown. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the podcast research gods. This episode, we are counting down the top 10 greatest art heists. Most of the art in my home is like very fitting. I don't have anything from any big name artist, just like a lot of Etsy shops and like Target finds. I love a good Target art. We love that. Right? Art is art. I do have a shepherd fairy, I think his name is, make art, not war poster. Oh, I've seen that. I like that. It's cute. I don't really have a lot of art either, which is uh, like when I took stock of my house, I was like, wow, what a sad state of affairs that is. An archless home. But uh, the only art I really have is from mom and dad because my parents are both professional artists. And so I kind of like make them make me art. I like commission pieces. from (laughs) (laughs) Papa tried to teach me how to paint once. And let's just say I'm not that good. No, you are good. Mm, I feel like nobody would actually heist my art. I don't know. I'm sure someone would heist your art. An Ash original? I feel like I'd be better at having art heisted from me than heisting (laughs) other art myself. Like, that's true. (laughs) My actual nickname is Crash, so I feel like it wouldn't go well. Sure is. But I feel like you could walk out with a few Picassos or something. You know what? I feel like I could. I'm very quiet-footed, and I'm very thorough. I'm Mm -hmm. a Capricorn, so I could, like, get it done. Plan it out. I won't do it, but I could, I feel. There you go. Yeah. Well... Let's get into the art of this countdown. Elena has five heists, and I do too, but neither of us knows which stolen pieces the other has. Ooh, let's start the countdown. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? 
Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Ten. Starting off our list of the greatest art heists at number 10 is the Vincent Van Gogh National Museum theft in 1991. Two armed men apparently hid in the museum until it closed. Then they forced the security guards to turn off the alarm systems before spending 45 minutes carefully selecting 20 of Van Gogh's most valuable paintings. That's like a really aggressive night at the museum. It really is. And to spend all that time and just think you have all the time in the world. Yeah. That's intense. I know. So in all, Van Gogh is believed to have created about a thousand paintings, which like, okay, okay, that's a lot of time. Van Gogh, bro. Van Gogh, bro. And that was between the years of 1884 and 1890 when he died of suicide at only 37 years old. That's so young. It is really young. Yeah. Well, the thieves made their selections mostly from Van Gogh's later works, probably because they're worth more. Yeah, that makes sense. They probably knew that. In fact, a police spokesman said the stolen artworks were worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. That's not bad for like 45 minutes of work. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, you put in the time and you make hundreds of millions. There you go. The thieves escaped with the paintings in two expandable garment bags, so they came prepared. Literally just one minute after they left, one minute, the guards hit the alarm to the police. Jeez. Which I was like, why did you wait? Like, why wouldn't you just hit it while they were there? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Well, all the paintings were recovered just 35 minutes after the men left the museum because they abandoned them in a getaway car. Why did you do all of that? Just for funsies, I guess. Apparently. What else are you going to do? It's like maybe it was a Friday night and you just got paid. They were feeling all right. Yeah. So they just did it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of the paintings were damaged, unfortunately, but the museum was like, no, it's all good because we've seen this before. And I guess other works with more serious damage had been successfully restored in the past. So, wow. So they did all that work. They stole the paintings. They could have made hundreds of millions of dollars. They leave them in a getaway car and they nick them up. Yeah. Wow. So rude. Don't love that. At number nine is the New Year's Eve theft of the painting titled View of Oversawas, a landscape painted around 1880 by artist Paul Cezanne. It was stolen from the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford, England, and it's a valuable work because it represents the transition of Cezanne's painting styles. Ooh. Yeah. So during celebrations on December 31st, 1999, the thief used the commotion of the fireworks as cover. Honestly, pretty smart. He partied like it was 1999. There you go. 
Yeah, true. He was like, the world's going to end. Let's do a heist. Let's do this. It's believed the thief got into the museum using the neighboring Oxford University Library, which was undergoing some construction. So it made it kind of easy. All of this just sounds so fancy. It sure does. I think it was. The whole thing was fancy. I think you're right. He did this using the scaffolding, and the thief got to the rooftops, accessed the museum, climbed down a rope ladder, and set off a smoke bomb to distract everybody. Like, okay, 007. He's 007 and Boondock Saints all mixed together. And he's wearing an Oxford something. And he has an Oxford comma. Yes. (laughs) You know. Security thought it was a fire at first, so you know who they called? Ghostbusters. The fire department. Oh, good. But the thief was already gone by that point. He was in and out in 10 minutes. Ooh, we love a stealthy thief. Oh, yeah, he's quick. Just kidding, we don't. We don't love a stealthy thief. No, we don't. You heard it here first. We do. Other Cezanne paintings had been stolen over the years, including one in 1998, the year before, from Rome's National Gallery of Modern Art. Weeks later, detectives thought they had found view of a Versawas in a pub, which would be real weird. Right. But it turned out to be a copy. So the original was Aww. never found. So it wasn't just getting like a Guinness. Oh, a Versawas, where are you? Wherefore art thou? A Versawas. Eight. Number eight on our countdown of top 10 greatest art heists is The Scream by artist Edvard Munch, which was taken from the Munch Museum in Oslo, Norway at gunpoint in 2004 in a bizarre daytime heist. Hmm. Munch actually painted four versions, confoundingly all titled The Scream. (laughs) He just couldn't decide. They're all screaming. They are. Well, and they're all valuable. Two versions are completed paintings, which belong to Norway, and the other two, one of which sold for almost 120 million in 2012, are pastel drawings. Ah, I didn't know that. All mediums. Ooh, we love it. So in case you're not familiar, I know you are, but like you out there listening, (laughs) The Scream is a famous painting of a distorted bald man standing on a bridge, mouth wide open, hands on the side of his face. Like, Home Alone style. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's really a piece. But it is. honestly, it's really freaky. It is. So the heist. Back to the heist. Back to it. Just after 11 a.m., two robbers wearing ski masks and carrying pistols threatened the unarmed museum guards before taking this version of the painting. That's not a fair fight. It's definitely not. They were described as clumsy and even dropped the painting trying to leave. Except for mine. So far, all of these art heist thieves are very clumsy and not taking care of the art that they are heisting. You know what's funny is that I'm getting the clumsy ones, so it makes sense. They get you. They get me. They get you. Well, at the time, a New York art dealer said that it was, quote, almost impossible to value, but could sell for over $100 million. Whoa. But it never sold. So nobody ever saw that money. Hmm. The Scream was recovered, actually, just two years later. In fact, both painted versions of the Scream have been stolen and recovered at some point. That happens too much. It's like a hobby of people's. Yeah. Like, I'm going to steal it, and yeah. then I'm going to give it back. Anonymously give it back and do it all over. So it doesn't count. Well, the motive for, like, this particular heist... No one really knows for sure. Some think it was just to distract from another investigation into a murdered Norwegian police officer. Oh, just that? Just that. Just that. Just that casualty. No big deal. I want the scream. I would heist it. I would not. Seven. At number seven this week is the 2010 heist of Paris's Museum of Modern Art. 
A man named Vieran Tomic was arrested and admitted to being behind the theft of five paintings, collectively estimated to be worth over $100 million. Just a couple coins. I feel like every painting is worth $100 million. (laughs) Or over $100 million. Always. So Tomic was a professional thief who was called Spider-Man. Because his spidey senses were always tingling? Exactly. Duh. And because he turned into a radioactive spider. Oh, no. Just, you know. It's because he scaled the wall in another completely unrelated theft. Another 007 for you. There you go. Wow. You really are getting all the stealthy ones. I really am. There was six days total to get done from prep to getaway in this whole thing. Only six days. Wow. Including scouting security cameras and removing screws from the window he used to break in. Smart. Yeah, he was ahead of time. But like cunningly smart. Yeah, he was a little bit without murder and awfulness. He was like the Golden State Killer, how he would go ahead of time Mm -hmm. and do all this stuff. Prepare the scene. Except he didn't do that. On the day, he used more 007 stuff. He used suction cups to pull the windows out and avoided motion-detecting cameras once inside. Wow. He initially broke into the museum just for Ferdinand Legere's Still Life with Candlestick from 1922 because someone was paying him to steal it. I like the name of that. It's just, it is what it is. Still Life with a Candlestick. You get what you get. I like that. It's like the scream. Mm -hmm. It's just telling you what's on the paper. But while he was there, he took advantage of the museum's security alarm system being repaired, and he just stole four more paintings. (laughs) While I'm at it. He's like, you know what? I'm here. (laughs) Might as well. And I brought my big purse, so we might as well just (laughs) throw them all in there. I can fit about four more suckers in here. Yeah. Tomic was sentenced to eight years and occasionally has made hints about the fate of the stolen paintings. And now I want to know. Well, it's like, just say where they are, bro. Come on. Ugh, Tomic. Also on our list at number six is the dramatic robbery of Sweden's National Museum. A few days before Christmas in 2000, minutes before the museum closed, three robbers held up security guards and took three small paintings, two Renoirs and one Rembrandt. Ooh, fancy. I know, I said that really fancy too. You did. Just before 5 p.m. closing time, a man who was apparently not feeling jolly and bright (laughs) walked into the museum lobby and pointed a submachine gun at the guard. Okay. Like, it's Christmas time. Step back. Feel a little holly, feel a little bright. And that's just not necessary. Calm down. It's a lot. Yeah. Two other men already inside pulled and named handguns at two other guards, and then they grabbed three small paintings. The museum has water on two sides because it's real fancy. It has a boat? It literally has a (laughs) boat, apparently. So they had to use a boat as the getaway vehicle. That's amazing. The abandoned boat was recovered just a short while later. Just like every other story. Everything is just like found five minutes later. Whether it's a boat or a getaway car or a person, it's found five minutes later. It doesn't matter. Shortly before the robbery, police received a report about two car fires outside of two hotels nearby. And those are thought to have been a distraction. So many distractions, I too. There, I feel like everybody has a similar kind of MO. Yeah, art heisters are really like up on what they need to yeah, do. There's actually a book. We just don't know it. It's like yeah. handbook of art heists. Absolutely. That's what it's called. <laughs> I wrote it. You just did. kidding. In 2001, one of the Renoir paintings turned up during a drug bust. But where the heck are the others? Where are they? I don't know. The thieves were caught and charged with jail time and a small fee of $30 million in damages. Chump change. Exactly. Exactly. 
I know there's one on the list and I was waiting for it, but then it's on my list. So I know it's there. <laughs> can, can you walk me through that again? <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> okay. I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, you get what I'm so, saying. So you know it's there. There's There was one that I was waiting for and I was looking, 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 and then I saw that it's on my list uh, and we haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. But I'm excited about it. I feel like, is it in our hometown? Might be. Okay, cool. I know exactly Might what it is. Be. Been there, done that, Pers- not the heist. Personally, I like the Scream one because I would steal the Scream. Yeah. Like I won't, but I would. Okay. <laughs> Convincing. I like yeah. the one that you had where the guy scaled the wall he and became Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> he's, fa- he's fancy Spider-Man. You know what? This art heist top 10 is really bringing out the fancy in you. It really is. I appreciate it. I love it. Five. All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown of the greatest art heists. Starting off the second half of our list is the Ghent altarpiece called Adoration of the Mystic Lamb. This 15th century oil painting is said to be the size of a barn door, way more than an elephant. Whoa. And is one of the most coveted paintings in the world. Not to mention it's the center of a number of surprising thefts. That is surprising because who's going to go steal a painting that weighs more than an elephant? Yeah, if I'm going to go steal a painting, I'm going to go for like one of those tiny canvas ones. I'm not going to go for a barn door. If I'm going to steal something that weighs more than an elephant, I'm just actually going to steal an An elephant. elephant. Yeah. Cool. Come to my backyard. I love you. (laughs) Exactly. The altarpiece was painted for the Cathedral of St. Bavo in Ghent, Belgium, where it was displayed without incident for 150 years. Like, we made it that far. Come on. Like, that's a record. Let's get to the finish line. Somebody broke it. Yeah, that's not cool. It's made up of several panels depicting the Annunciation, Adam and Eve, the Virgin Mary, John the Baptist, and a crowned Jesus Christ. You can't be stealing paintings of Jesus Christ. You can't be doing it. No. Mm-mm. It's in the rule book. In 1566, you know, a little bit ago, Yeah, a few days. Yeah. Protestant militants broke down the cathedral doors to burn it down, but the Catholic guards thought ahead and hid it for safekeeping. Look at that. So it lasted through that. And then it also went through 1794. What happened then? Napoleon's troops stole panels as spoils of war, but they were later returned after Napoleon was defeated at the Battle of Waterloo. So again, returned. Again. Got through it again. Napoleon was such a turd. The painting was hidden during World War One and only emerged once again when the war ended and the Treaty of Versailles was signed. Okay. So, so far this thing is making it. Yeah. It's just doing its but it thing. But it sounds like people are planning ahead. They sure are. The planning ended, I guess. Now we're bumping it up a little to 1934. Whoa, flash forward. Yeah, I'm saying. Thieves broke into the cathedral one night and made off with the lower left panel. To this day... It remains missing. Okay, so it makes sense that they like took just panels though instead of like the whole elephant. Yeah, like you're just like, boop, just, just gonna take knock that, that, that off right yeah. there. That's a bummer because that's like a part of the whole. Right. Not cool. A copy of the missing panel is on display, one so good that some say it's actually the original hidden in plain sight. But that was disproved by experts. Oh, okay. But cool. how cool would that be? That would have been awesome. If it was just hidden where it's supposed to be. But what about this? Maybe the experts are lying hmm. so that it doesn't get stolen again. They're like, oh, we disproved that actually. Intrigue. Mm-hmm. I like it. The last theft, because of course there was another one, 
was by the Nazis who hid it in an Austrian salt mine rigged with explosives, but those were diffused, and the painting is now at St. Bavos. Wow, what a life that painting has had. It has seen some stuff. You know what's crazy, and I haven't even said it so far? Imagine all these like dead artists in heaven just being like, well, no, my painting. Like, hey, he's getting away. Like in the afterlife. Yeah, I can imagine it. It's sad. Four. Landing at number four this week is the theft of the Mona Lisa painted by your boy, Leonardo da Vinci, in 1507. Leo. Have you heard of Mona Lisa? I might have heard of it. Some people hadn't. The Mona Lisa was actually not even really well known outside of the art world when it was stolen by three men from the Louvre in Paris on the morning of August 21st, 1911. That was her moment. Her moment to shine. That's why she has that little smirk. Yeah. She knew it was coming. (laughs) The night before, the three men hid in a supply closet in the Louvre until it was closed. Night at the museum again. Again, you're right. I mean, where'd that movie come from? This. Exactly. (laughs) So they removed the protective glass case off the wall around the painting, stripped it from the frame, covered it with a blanket, and rushed out of the museum. They were like, see you later, goodbye. We got the Mona Lisa. Then they hustled off to the train station where they boarded a 747 AM Express carrying a gigantic painting, apparently. Yeah, they're just like, don't mind me. I just have this. This is just the Mona Lisa. Nobody watch. It's fine. It's fine. They just headed right out of the city. If it's anything like normal subways or like the tea in Boston, nobody would notice. No, they'd be like, that's fine. Like, just get out of my way. Can I have a seat? Well, the thieves were three Italians, two brothers, and their ringleader, who was a handyman originally hired to install the protective glass that they later tore off. Wow. Can you imagine? Not cool, man. Not a cool handyman. Not Mm -mm. one you want to hire. The Crimes of Paris, a book about the heist, states that it was 28 hours until anyone even noticed that the Mona Lisa was missing. Wow. Because it wasn't well known yet. Oh, that's true. But still, it's like, wow, what's that big empty space on the wall? Yeah, it's like, we loves an observant team. (laughs) The heist received a lot of attention. Newspapers were offering rewards for its return. And after a week-long shutdown, the Louvre reopened to mobs of people rushing just to see the empty spot. That had become the mark of shame. I would do that. I would too. Yeah, I'd want to see that. I feel like it'd be really haunting to look at. It would. Over two years later, the ringleader made a pass at selling the Mona Lisa. Like, you think that's going to work? Good try, man. Yeah. (laughs) He tried to sell it to an art dealer and he was caught. He was caught? Yeah. No No way. way. (laughs) Well, Mona Lisa was returned back home to the Louvre. Oh, there she is. Home at last. Three. Number three on our countdown of the greatest art heists is the reclining figure. In the middle of the night in December 2005, thieves made off with a two-ton, 11-foot-long bronze statue called Reclining Figure from the Henry Moore Foundation in the UK. Wait, 11 feet long, and it's a bronze statue? Yeah, and they just were like, don't mind if I do. I want it. I got it. (laughs) Yep, I'm leaving. Wow. Yeah. In 2005, copper and bronze prices just soared. So criminals began to steal as much of copper and bronze material that they could get their dirty little hands on. Ew. Yeah, they wanted to get rich quick. Little turds. The reclining figure statue sat on the 72-acre estate of the Henry Moore Foundation. Okay. The thieves drove up onto the compound in a truck and using a crane lifted and drove the sculpture <laughs> away. How did nobody notice that? It's just like, do, 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 It's like, do, beep, do. beep, beep, beep. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're all just leaning against it like nope oh, no, no it's fine it's what? just in the air all that so oh, okay bye hanging out <laughs> see you later it's fine well the whole thing was captured by security cameras. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, many initially thought it was a made-for-hire job. Mm-hmm. A years-long investigation, aided by a tip from a former art thief, led Scotland Yard to believe that the sculpture had been stolen to sell for scraps. So they destroyed it, probably? Oh, That's so rude. Moore's 1969 reclining figure was worth <gasps> nearly $4 million when it was stolen. Oh, my God. Authorities believe it was sold to metal dealers for a measly... $2,000. You're kidding me. Mm-hmm. I knew we were headed to like dark territory. It's no good. That's not good. There's a big difference between $4 million and 2000 It is thought to have eventually made its way to China, where it was most likely melted down and used as raw material and electrical components. Wow. So in somebody's electrical thing, they could have a piece of the reclining figure. And you would just never know it. you just never know. We've got two left. I'm saying. I know know one. I know one. No way. (laughs) (laughs) I just, my favorite one so far now has been the reclining figure because it reminds me of you. Thank you. I am a reclining (laughs) figure. You're welcome. That's actually what people remember me as. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you have. Well, I'm going to tell you all about it in just a minute. I'm ready. We're down to the final two spots on our countdown of the greatest art heists. Landing at number two is an alleged series of heists involving a shocking inside job at the Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts in China. So a university librarian admitted to stealing 143 paintings. Just a casual 143. Very casual. Right? By Chinese artists from a gallery he was in charge of. So they placed this dude in charge of a huge gallery and he's like, I think I'm just going to take what I'd like. You know what? I'm going to be really subtle about this. I'm only going to take 143. That's all. Yeah, no one will notice. Right? So he sold 125 of the original paintings at auction between 2004 and 2011 and he used the money to buy apartments and more paintings. Yikes. Well, his whole operation was replacing the real paintings with fakes that he painted himself. Wow. So, I mean, I'm a little impressed. I need to see the side-by-sides. I do too. He claimed that he really wasn't the only one to do this because the handling of such paintings was not secure. Students and professors could borrow paintings like you would borrow a library book. And actually, he had already noticed some fakes hanging in the gallery on his first day on the job. Oh, look at him. He's like, you know what? That actually is not by the original artist. I know this. And now I have an idea. Mm -hmm. So later, after he replaced some of the remaining original works with his own fakes, he was surprised when his fakes were substituted for further fakes. So people stole his fakes and then painted their own fakes and replaced them with those fakes. I feel like this whole place is just a giant facade at this point. Inception. Right? (laughs) It's like fake, fake, fake. Ultimately, this dude was found out in 2010 by another employee who told the police and he pleaded guilty to a corruption charge. Jeez. Right? One. And that brings us to number one on our countdown of the top 10 greatest art heists. 
Boston's Isabella Stewart Gadna Museum. I knew this had to be on the list. Had to be. This one is bonkers. The Gadna Museum was the site of the largest <laughs> museum heist in history back in 1990, mainly because of the enormous value of the stolen pieces. I like how you just slowly came out of that voice. <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to do it the whole time because people would be like, "Well, click is off." Is she okay? <laughs> Two men posed as police officers came to the employee entrance and stated they were responding to um, a disturbance. Which they were not. Excuse me, ma'am, there's a disturbance in here. Lies. The security guard let them in. He and a second security guard were handcuffed and put in the basement with duct tape on their faces. Oh, I always think of how bad that would hurt when they rip it off. Yeah. The museum was equipped with motion detectors, so the thieves' movements were recorded. So that is good. Yeah, they couldn't do that whole matrixy like, dodge like, all dun, the thing. Dun, like, dun, mission dun, impossible. Dun. 81 minutes later, the thieves got away with 13 pieces of art. That's bananas. Experts now price them collectively somewhere between half a billion and one billion dollars today. Whoa. B. B -b 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 billion. <laughs> B. That's crazy. B for billion. B for billion. One of the pieces, the concert by Johannes Vermeer, is thought to be worth the most. And it's currently valued at around 400 million. Oh my God. And they just, it's laying around somewhere. Yeah, just a casual 400 million for this one piece. The museum is offering a $10 million reward for information leading to the recovery of any of the stolen works. So let's go find them. <laughs> Honestly, let's, like, right after this. Empty frames remain hanging in the museum as placeholders for the missing works and as symbols of hope awaiting for their return. Have you ever been to the Gardner? Yeah. It's so cool to look at the missing it's like, pieces. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, ooh, something fancy was there. If you live around Boston, go to that museum. It's so pretty. Come to Boston, Ked. You know what? I gotta agree because I think the the Gardner Museum needed to be number one. The Gardner Museum. The Gardner Museum. Yeah, I had a feeling it was going to be on the list. Yeah, definitely. Especially when I didn't have it, I was like, Elena's got to have it. It's got to be there. And you know what? I didn't know about half of the other ones. I, I didn't, didn't know, even know about essentially any of them. So <laughs> it happens a lot more often than we think. I know, and it seems like everybody follows, like I said, the same rules. I'm saying respect art, respect art, and respect to the research gods. They didn't leave anything off that I know of. They didn't. Good job, research gods. Whoop whoop. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Crime Countdown on Spotify to get a brand new episode delivered every week. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free on your phone, computer, or smart speaker. And if you can't get enough of these creepy crimes, check out our After Crime Countdown podcast playlist on Spotify, where we've handpicked even more episodes about this week's stories that we think you'll enjoy. And if you like this show, which we hope you do, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. And if you like us, which I hope you do because you made it this far, you can follow our podcast Morbid on Instagram at Morbid Podcast or on Twitter at A Morbid Podcast. And we hope you keep it weird till next Monday. But don't steal art. Bye. Bye. Crime Countdown was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Kevin McAlpine. Produced by John Cohen, Jonathan Ratliff, Maggie Admire, and Kristen Acevedo. 
Crime Countdown stars Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, remember to follow Crime Countdown free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes air weekly every Monday.